Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And this is episode 41. Yeah. yeah, I want to start out with a little shout out to all the black fathers that have been keeping my Twitter feed looking positive, not so <laughs> damn depressing. It's yeah, man, it's, it's been really cool. I'm glad to see like there's been a ton of like fathers interacting with their kids doing cool shit. Like I seen this one with yeah. this little homie, psh, must have been maybe 12 to 14 months my man threw like an eight yard pass dude i was hey, like wow my man had good aim and everything he knew exactly how to run the play i was like okay excellent yeah it and then begins. it was a really cool one uh little video with the uh, i guess it was a grandfather who made like a roller coaster track for his uh for his grandson yeah but it has been keeping my twitter feed more positive and away from the depressing shit so thank you y'all <laughs> shout outs to the black fathers Nice. I saw this one where it was like a dad and a baby that's like laying in the in the bed and like he starts dancing and the baby like mimics <laughs> him and then he stops and the baby just freezes in motion with him and then he's both start going again. That was pretty dope. Yeah, man. It's adorable, man. I could definitely uh, commiserate that sentiment with them now. But yeah, man, uh, we've got a couple of uh, R.I.P.'s. R.I.P. to Robert Ford. Um, you'll know him as the man who produced Curtis Blow's first album. Wow. Yeah, man. That's that's an icon right there, Absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah. And this one's for the, for the Hard Times crew. Um, I don't watch wrestling too much, but there was a WWE star who I guess was in Venice with um, his son yeah, on a beach. And he got caught up in the undertow, and his name was um, Shad Gaspard. So RIP to him. Condolences to his family and his son. I know that must have been traumatic. Um, but yeah. All right, now that's out of the way. Hopefully. Also, Fred Willard, too, passed away this week. I'm not familiar. Fred, oh, 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 the comedian, white yes, comedian? Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You play, you play the funny dad usually, or like... Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Okay, another one. But yeah, man, at, at least he's... At least they're not COVID related. You know what I mean? Like, he, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, because I heard that that seemed, would just add to the hysteria. Yeah, man, and that's a, that's a terrible death too, from what I understand. True. Yeah, it's painful. Dying from respiratory diseases got to suck, and beyond just dying. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you've been watching anything interesting as of late? Yes, and it does relate to dying. I actually saw uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I've been wanting to watch that. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna so stop doing that old. because every week you say I watch this, I'm like I want to watch that. We're not gonna talk about it. So we're just gonna talk about it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. How was it? Was it good? It was dope. It was. Uh, I heard that very too. like. It surprised me. I didn't know anything about it going into Bro, it. Bro, I heard John Constantine is in it and he had like a pivotal role. And I'm Bro, like, John yes. Constantine is the main character. The story I love that. follows him pretty much. I think DC realized that nobody gave a fuck about the rest of their characters. <laughs> Honestly, like, like they ruined all their characters. And so they were like, bring in Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was it was pretty dope, man. Like, um, yeah, it lived up to its name. It was really dark, and it was—it's was, it, an animated feature. Yeah, yeah, it was in one of their animated movies. It definitely reminded me of anime because of how like crazy it is. Like people get sliced up and ripped apart, and yeah, I saw a lot of scenes where they were like yeah. slitting niggas' throats and stuff. I was like, whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Basically, like <laughs> let's give you a, a brief spoiler alert. Um, uh, Cyborg, as we all know, if you're familiar with the reboot of Justice League, mm-hmm. uh, or I believe it's the New Fifty Two. Yeah. reboot um he gets his powers from the apocalypse mother box yeah yeah so yeah this one right from the opening oh i what i really loved about this movie all of the endings it, of the universe include him getting taken over because <laughs> of that but yeah yeah but what i really like about it is like superman was just like yo 
Apocalypse is tripping. We gotta go to him and bust his head. And I was Damn. like, "What? Words? Oh, okay, okay, yes." The turn up is real. And then, like, you have cooler heads are like, "Yo, it's Apocalypse." You know what I'm saying? Everybody in bulletproof. What if it doesn't work? And he comes back here and destroys everybody. Superman's like, "This is not a. This is not up for discussion." Wow. I was like, "Yo, I'm with it, Superman. Let's go. I'm on your side." Five minutes later, <laughs> it's a cartoon. <laughs> Five minutes later, the dark side is watching the whole thing from uh, inside um, Cyborg's, uh, Cyborg's head. head. So, like, five minutes later, they show up into an ambush, and uh, ap- apparently Apocalypse makes parademons with Superman's DNA. So wow. They- <laughs> so it's game over for everybody who d- is not on Superman's level. Damn, get, a, get on my super level, so cuz. It's just like, he, he takes over Batman and uses him as the brains of the operation. And um, put him on a mind control, which is a horrible idea because you can only mind control Batman for so long. Yeah, nah, that never seems to work. <laughs> you know, Race Al Ghul learned that the hard way, man. Right. He's the only person. Who, <laughs> League like, of Assassins learned the hard way. Court of Hours learned the hard way. Why do people like, keep trying to brainwash him? Like, bro. stop. It's like, bro, he's, he's insane already. Yeah. His brain is broken, so you can't brainwash what is broken. <laughs> you feel me? It's like, yo, I'm constantly in a state of pain. You can't, you can't override that. But yeah, they Constantine was the the pivotal factor in that he was able to, you know what I'm saying, get the team together and ended up turning the tide. But yeah, it was it was crazy. I really enjoyed it. Um I really love how they have a theme of making Diana aka Wonder Woman super badass and in this one there's no doubt. Like she gets an arm cut off and she gets turned into like a thrall of apocalypse. God dang. But yeah, it's this movie's brutal, bro. Like, um, Shazam gets one of his legs cut off, and the next time <laughs> you see him, he's got like his leg is like made of energy. And yeah, the parademons eat people. That's on a regular. They eat and rip people apart. That's their thing. So it was crazy to see them take this new, darker approach to animation. I actually like it. And there was a couple f bombs in there that really surprised me. Like, ooh, they were very organic, but they still surprised me. Hey. All right, but overall, I liked it. I'm I very much looking forward to catching that. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't want to go too much in, but it was exciting. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. I was. I was very much into it. You know what I'm saying? I was like rooting for people and shit like that. It was dope. I enjoyed it. All right, all right. I want to have to catch that one. Beyond that, I've just been watching a couple more episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm only on, on like episode three. Okay, but I'm I already ruined it. most of it. I'm digging it. I'm digging yeah, it. The Mandalorian was good. It definitely hit a, a peak after the um. Oh, yeah, same thing I said before. After they hit that like pirate episode, mm-hmm. kind of peters out. It doesn't ever get like bad, but it, it kind of it doesn't like hit the cool heights that it was before. Because <laughs> like um, who was it um, who's the MMA uh woman that was in it that I can't remember her name, Gina something. I want to say i do think i know who you're talking about but I'm yeah sure that's the lady that, 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 that uh, episode with movie? her with i'm sorry the lady that was in the deadpool movie yes mm-hmm. yeah the, the episode recognize they, it right away yeah the, the uh the episode they introduced her was, was one of the one best I ones man yes. i enjoyed that yes that was the one i just saw that one was dope yeah that's Wait, what's up that's pretty much it. That's cool I yeah no um i watched finally uh spencer confidential nice How yeah was because that? i usually uh you know I'm, I'm i'm not a huge fan of mark Wahlberg, but i am a huge fan of umbaku so yeah Sean it was winston duke you winston duke that's my dude man he played a really good role man and i enjoyed it a lot caribbean you know what i'm saying Double no, no. shout out yes yeah, my man's from trinidad it was funny because it, it i believe it, they were in boston and there was like a an ethnic gang but 
I wasn't sure if it was a Hispanic gang or a Trinidadian gang or if there was two gangs both partaking in this. <laughs> they didn't do a great job of disseminating the players in this game, but it didn't really matter. It was cool fight scenes. Awesome. Um, really, the acting was really good. Like, I liked Mark Wahlberg's wife. She's like this haughty Boston chick. Who yeah, just, she's a comedian. Oh, man, she was hilarious. She was really good I in it. I think that's Isla Schlesinger, if I remember correctly. Okay. Blonde lady. Yes. But um yeah, dude, it was it was very entertaining as well. So I, I definitely call that one a hit. So check that out if you if you have some time. And Spencer Bokeem Confidential. Bokeem Woodbine, that's my Woodbine. dude. You know I love that guy, man, and everything he does. Good guy, bad really? guy, neutral guy. Yo, I've never seen him fuck a role. <laughs> No, I'm I'm dead ass. I've never seen him just like yeah, nah. You were just kind of superfluous in this role, son. Like I like I, and I like that. I like consistent actors. You know yeah, what I mean? I know way that back it, in the day he's been been a yeah, dope dude. character actor. When you think about it, man, his his um filmography is go goes back decades. Very yes, absolutely. That's yes. what's up. Shout out to Bokeem Woodbine. It's funny because I know uh, when Joe Budden <laughs> can't get that nigga's name right for nothing. <laughs> Shit is hilarious, but yeah. Um, you know I. I just want to follow up on something I said last episode about um, an anime artist uh, named Noir Caesar. He's coming. I, I checked out some of his stuff on his website. It's interesting. Okay. Um, he's got a, a. He does typical anime tropes, but just really, I like the um, the music direction mm-hmm. behind it. A lot of cool hip hop um, quality. You know what I mean? Some boom bap shit, like shit that we would fly with. You know what I mean? And um, just interesting characters. I haven't. I've been flipping through the manga that's available online, but I want to check out some of the animes, the full length animes. The name of the manga? Because there's a bunch of different ones. Okay. You just go to his website, um, uh, noircaesar.com, and it's just, there's a bunch of them um, available to to check out on his on his website. But there's one that he's putting out uh, soon called Space Bop that looks super interesting. So yeah, I'm, uh, hopefully I'll be featuring that in some entertainment sections. I try to reach out to him. Hopefully he gets back to me. I like to learn more about him because I'm really interested. I love like I love anime. I love black business. So that right there, you know what I mean. I'd love to to see if there's anything that we could do. But yeah, yeah man, definitely check that fresh. out. Yeah, dude, it's, it's quality art. You know what I mean. Like yeah. he's a good artist, and the and as I said, the music design has is really good direction. But yeah, I just wanted to make a point of that. So yeah, there's been a ton of shit going on. So we'll just jump right on into it. Uh, man, I've I've really been enjoying uh, the new uh, My Plans versus 2020 memes. Those <laughs> shits are classic. Yeah, there's some really good ones. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, 2020's got jokes. Yo, 2020's got fucking everyone's plans in a headlock. Like, all right, nigga. Yeah, keep on talking. <laughs> keep on planning. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um. I saw some stuff on this new... Okay, so I mentioned this way back when I was talking about Chance, um, that he's launching um, some of his stuff on this new platform, Quibi. Nobody okay. knew who what the fuck it was. And so more information's coming out on it, and uh, it, it it's just as whack as it sounded when I was presenting it. <laughs> I mean... So what it is, is it's like a, it's a mobile-based app. So it's not made for desktop environments or anything like that, but it's a mobile app um, designed to provide uh like its media in quick bites hence quibi and so it's attempting like to it. give uh to it's attempting to disseminate like movie media and tv media in small bites which i don't like it that doesn't sound like nobody want people 
uh, it's funny because the the story I was reading on it <clears throat> started talking about people's cell phone habits and why this is such a bad idea. So most people use their cell phones while they watch TV. Like a huge portion of people's cell phone time is actually has been studied and is used up during that. So if they're using their cell phone while they watch TV, why would they want to watch media on their cell phone in the small <laughs> bits of time while, you know what I mean? Like, Yo it just dog, doesn't. I heard you like TV, TV, so I put TV on your phone so you can TV while you TV. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, it's just a bad idea. And so, like, the, the so that was just the general premise. And then if you look at a lot of the um, artists that they're, that they're trying to sell the platform to or to get to provide media to the platforms a lot of like minority artists and stuff and it seems like such an overtly bad idea it feels like a trap like why are you marketing this so heavily to minority artists in, in an environment when they are already utilizing social media to do exactly what you're trying to you know what i mean like it's yeah, like they're but... trying to cut into artists social media revenues by getting them to centralize that media on this new platform but it's that's never in the artist's best interest you know what i mean like the social media platforms are so good because they don't t- you know what i mean like you can host your your media on there for yeah, little to no money like restrictions you know what i mean and it's already openly distributed so the whole idea of quibi and then on top of that the 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 app is centralized on your phone and you can't like record the you can't take screenshots of it so it's not like the people who are utilizing and posting on it can utilize the app to do like free marketing and advertising for you because the app doesn't allow you to to screenshot anything that you're doing in it so all you could do is talk about it you can't show people what you're doing on it or anything like that so it's like who wants to fucking do that when instagram is lets you just screenshot and you can see and everyone can see exactly oh okay this is the interface this is how you use it this you know what i mean like yeah, they're missing yeah. out on a whole avenue of, of of marketing for no reason you know for what to to protect your copyright on the on the intellectual property but for what you know what i mean like you're already cutting it up into little pieces nobody wants just those little pieces you know it's it's just a generally poorly implemented idea and there's a lot like i I see will packer is is involved with it and it's like oh man from like packer and bell will packer like the 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 guy the guy who makes the african-american movies you're not familiar? not familiar with him. Nope. Look him up. You, you'll. I guarantee you, you know something that he's made. Um, I don't know why off the top of my head I'm blanking, but um, he's very, very like he's made. He's been involved in a lot of popular projects. Um, he had a feature recently on Black AF where he was in one of the episodes doing a cameo. But um, yeah, Will Packer is is was was promoting, it and I was like, ugh. <laughs> It doesn't i don't i don't believe that this is going to be the platform you know to take over what's going on on like ig and the other social media platforms yeah it seems like a pretty bad idea yeah so unfortunately i don't think that that's going to take off i hope they don't lose too much money with that because it sounds like <laughs> like they are investing in the platform itself which and i don't know if, if it's taking know, a significant man. amount of like investiture to produce media for that platform that seems like yeah like you stated that seems like a really bad idea in the face of like that's my thing it's like when someone tries to reinvent the wheel if their new wheel isn't fantastic and simpler than the old wheel then what is the point yeah like that like we like you already mentioned there's already instagram there's already snapchat there's already facebook so 
How exactly is it that you're and, gonna be and able to take di- over these things? And and I get I get what their business model is trying to do. They're trying to enter into that new market for your attention. And unfortunately, they've totally missed the ball because that the um that portion of your attention that they're vying for, is they're they're not interfacing for? with it in a way that anybody wants to you know what i mean like nobody wants to watch tv while they're watching tv it's just not a thing you know what i, I mean? mean but i don't know the, i i agree i don't think it's gonna work but it would be funny if that shit took off because you know well they'll, they'll dump money into it because the one of the one of the executives behind it is a is a disney exec mm-hmm. so, so they got money to throw away then Fuck cleanly it. cleanly but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to the next versus battle on IG. Speaking of which, hey, yo, big up to Bontian Beanie yes. in the versus. Yo, I'm yes. looking forward to that. So, yo, that's gonna be man, yo, epic. I'm getting my marina, I'm getting yeah, my harachis. Wow, yo, yo, big war. <laughs> yo, I can't wait, man. Cause and I, and I, I hope. Lot of mercy. I'm interested. I would much rather see them in a in a battle than in a clash because yeah. you we've seen bounty and beanie clash and then nothing nice <laughs> Bro, happened they, there they clash Yo. like every decade until like, big facts until like the last decade that they're both like oh yeah we're too old yeah you're too old for this <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> like, but man yo, we're doing that anymore you see me we're just a relax and definitely the money definitely looking for the general to bring the younger artists yo thing. you see me I can't wait to hear what Bounty because will Bounty and yeah, Beanie have some bad. of the best discography. Right. Like I would have loved to see them go against some of these American artists because <laughs> I know Beanie has enough. Of, that's how ridiculous Yo, one of the first songs Beanie's I ever rem- like memorized was a Beanie song. Was um, I don't know? Yeah, man. It's like uh, memories don't, don't live. Yeah, like of course. That's everyone. Do. That's my first song that I memorized from Beanie. Are you kidding me? That's everyone I from that era. Being in Belfield Primary School <laughs> when I was like five years old, Bro. listening to that or singing that. Song. So, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, but yeah. Beanie have such a wicked discography. He could put up all of just his American hits. Yeah, just his American hits. Whoa, nah, 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 bro. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people, especially in New York, for Sim-sia. that. That's their pretty much the extent of their foray into into reggae is just yeah, Beanie because there's so like much Sim-sia of the music you don't have to. And you know what I mean? Like, and he does so much different type of music yeah. all over. Um, you know what I mean? The spectrum from different rhythms to different genres, like yeah, the crossovers. Yeah, Beanie would I would have loved to What's see him love? go against some of this, yeah, bro. And then God forbid you actually just go into his Wait, feature no, sure. if he, if he brings out his features, <laughs> bro. But Bounty, see, but Bounty's got a wicked yo. I can't wait because. What's what's Beanie gonna play when Bounty play anytime? <laughs> anytime. A government policy is undermined. Come on, man. What what are you, what is Beanie gonna I mean, what is Beanie gonna play? He got tons to play back for. I'm yeah, just saying it's gonna be a good great. back and forth, man. Because they could go 40. It is. They could easily go 40, no? That was gonna be of course. What? They could easily go 40 they if they want to. They could go 40 just without going crossing into a like uh two that doesn't Without going beyond 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because they both go back to the early 90s. Yeah. 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 Like, that's That's going to be a wicked one. I can't wait to report back on that, man. I'm excited for that one. It's going to be a pretty fun battle. Yeah, that's going to be good. Hopefully, yo. Yo, I'm going to tell you, if in Jamaica, the two of them artists, they have better Wi-Fi than Nelly, I'm going to upset. Yo, yeah. I'm going to upset. You know, me and him probably are going to be in uh, Miami. Smart one. Yeah, man. I'm come at this because I can't look stupid in front of Bounty. <laughs> can't do that. Because you know the wall out, I got run. Yo. Manalo's the warrior. Nah, man. 
But I hope Bounty come correct for true. Yeah, I hope this one goes off a lot of hits because this is this is this is one of those things that can like revolutionize. Do you make people? I thought was mm-hmm. oh said America no really peer dance out enough attention. True, it's true. So this is really one of the opportunities then for them just come out and just really. Really put dance up on the forefront. Cause everybody already a look mm-hmm. on that platform here. So, mm-hmm. so if them come out and just do a really good job, you know, the whole island. Go, yeah, they're gonna is crash it, Instagram. They're gonna they go because these this are men has potential. Like the ability for a reggae artist to mobilize the island is actually very big. And, and then and, after that, we're gonna do like oh, but they're not old enough. But I was gonna say a Chronics versus Protege or like, ooh, a, but like I don't think either one of them were like old enough. In but the those, game, I mean, yeah. they could go a good twenty. Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, in but the what game, about Jesse Royal? I would Jesse love to Royal see. Yeah, I would like love Jesse to Royal see some more. Kabaka Pyramid. Yeah. Nah, man, I want to just bring them up. Cause oh, Kabak- no, I want to see Kabako. Damien I want to see. Oh, chill, name. chill, 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 chill. J- Damien only go up against like a Jay Z or something. We're chill. Forgetting about nah, Damien got to go up against a big cat like a Nas. <laughs> like I was so. Oh, a Damien Nas <laughs> battle. Lit. That would be yes. so lit. Yo, that would be dope. Come on, man. But yo, Damien is Damien is one of my personal favorite artists of all time. Period. Yeah, Hands down. Don't Damien even. It's amazing. It is it, my opinion. You know what I mean? Because if you yeah. ask me any artist of any genre if i have to pick a, ten, a top 10 damien's in the top five for sure yeah for sure but yeah man so, like he's always got the music that's like it, it's like uplift uplifting you and it's mm-hmm. teaching you at the same time without oh, yeah. preaching to you, you and know then what I'm saying? you know like is um steven marley mm-hmm. steven marley got a lot of good music coming out um yeah, it's the whole Marley family so talented, yo. Yeah, they but um, heads, man. yeah, I would love to see some more reggae in in these battles, um, because there's been a couple of reggae songs that pop up because, and especially in the producer battles, because I believe Teddy, no, did no Teddy Riley, I didn't think of. Well, Taurus Riley would be nice in a battle, yeah. yo. Taurus Riley got so, but he's another feature one. Yeah. He got a lot of good features. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a crossover artist a lot. He'd be mm-hmm. dovetailing into hip hop and yeah, uh, like trap and shit. But yeah, speaking of new music, um, Reason and Schoolboy Q dropped a banger. Nice. Yeah, Reason is really doing it big, man. I'm really happy for that guy, man. That, they, oh, they shot that flick it up video right after we moved out of Del Amo, man. <laughs> well, we weren't on, in Del Amo, but we were right next to it, man. I would have loved to show up to that. I've been uh, uh listening to some Schoolboy Q recently too, bro. Schoolboy Q is so talented, and like, that you know, who, between Schoolboy Q and J Rock. Rock is though. I really like it's it, 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 TDE. TDE just killing it always. Those two gentlemen are so so talented for what they do because their wordplay it only speaks to certain people because that that experience isn't widely you know felt throughout the country. Like right. that living in that or coming out of that extreme poverty mm-hmm. and and having lived that life like living that street life and they they're talking about it so viscerally. It doesn't connect to everyone. And so I think their wordplay gets slept on. It really gets slept on because people believe that those kind of visceral experiences, they, they, they don't, since they don't connect, that they don't, they don't have that same, that same hit, which I don't, which I don't understand why Kendrick hit so hard because like, <laughs> not for nothing. Schoolboy Q used to talk a lot of shit about Kendrick. And I mean, not like bad shit, but he'd be like, yo, I'm I'm cleanly better than Kendrick. Don't even try. <laughs> and like, I'm starting to believe him. Not for nothing. Like, in terms of just his rapping ability. Right. Kendrick, it might be a better artist in terms of like. Like overall. Overall. You know what I mean? 
But when it comes to wordplay, J-Rock and Schoolboy Q actually probably do have Kendrick in terms of just rapping ability. Storytelling? Like, J-Rock and Bloodiest is telling the story about how he came up just to fucking get into an accident. Boom. All of his money straight to the hospital bills. You know what I mean? Like, you lose the story because he's talking about things that you just might not be, you, you just can't get with. Like, why right. would you pay 200 in hospitals? Because I don't got no insurance, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, he's talking <laughs> about his life. There's something that most white children will not connect with. And so that's why I don't think they get that mainstream traction. But to real niggas, yeah. Yeah, that is definitely a litmus test. Like, J-Rock uh, J seems pretty... Like he's crossing over into the mainstream, though. You don't think so? I feel like J Rock. If he is, popular. it's because of his connection to Kendrick. Sure. Um, because J Rock's been out way longer than Kendrick. If any, if he should have more, can like he's been doing him in his style well for longer than Kendrick has been doing him in his style well. Right. Now right. he did have the setback because I know he was in the hospital for a while, but still. If the world is ready for J Rock, J Rock should have hit already. You know what I mean? His I time might you. still be coming. Don't get me wrong. I can't speak the future, so their times might still be coming to be bigger than Kendrick, but just analyzing as it stands right now, they're slept on. Right. Very underrated. Very underrated. But yeah, anyway, Reason's not underrated. I think everyone is throwing Reason his flowers because his music has just been hitting from the, um, um, I might not make it to, um, to this last joint that, that him and Schoolboy Q just put out to flick it up with Absol. Thank you for bringing Absol out the dungeon, my nigga. <laughs> Reason is, an, is 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 doing it really big right now. And so I'm really appreciating his music right now during the quarantine for sure. Um, Joey Badass put out some new music. Shout out to Joey Badass for his recent charitable nice. contributions to uh, New York Public Schools and Children in Need. Shout out to that man. He's making moves on rental properties, really trying to help solve this housing, you know, issue that that's going on in New York. Really setting an example for what y'all niggas with money need to be doing. You know what I mean? Like really showing, like, yo, these young niggas could do something positive given the opportunity. You know what I mean? So shout out to Joey Badass. I'm looking forward to the new music. Um, who else doing some new shit? Oh man, Punch got into a little Twitter back and forth. With, with, the, with the Twitter verse and, uh, oh, in reference to um, Kendrick and Cole's collaboration project. What? Because he's saying it's because the, the initial back and forth started with him saying this shit's never happening. Oh, and then okay. it started a buzz. Every, and then, of course, all the like, nigga, within, within two hours of that, all the, the hip hop blogs, yo, no Kendrick Cole ever again. It's not happening, blah, blah, blah. And then, so then, uh, Punch went back to um, tweeting again and he was like, yo, I already just, I already talked to them about it. If they're going to do it, it's on y'all to get them to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I already put it in the, in the, wor- in the air. Yeah, that's what that was. And that's so, how you do that. Yeah. And so, exactly hopefully, the response online to, to hopefully the social media res- response might have some, um, might have uh, some influence on their decision, but these two are not two artists who have, I've ever seen be motivated by social media <laughs> presence. So I'm just hoping that they see the value of it for the culture. And if they don't, respect. I respect these two men's artistry too much to get on them for not producing that. But if they do, my nigga, take all of my money. <laughs> yeah, J. Cole definitely seems I'm jumping to be on the that person hard. who rocks to the beat of his own drama. I'm going to look like a Doja Cat fan with all of my devices streaming that shit at one time. Get that shit to number one. 
<laughs> Yo, that shit was hilarious. Yeah, they got videos of Doja Cat fans and Nicki Minaj fans just like with dozens of devices streaming their shit at one time. Like Clowns. that shit's hilarious. Fruit I don't care. Clowns. Why? Fuck it. First of all, you're paying for that shit. That's on you. Second of all, the streaming. It, I firmly believe that like corrupt structures have to crumble from the inside. Like they have to get so bad and so so unsustainable that they just crumble and that's what that's what's happening with this with this billboard metrics thing is it's being manipulated in so many different ways and it's becoming so controversial that i hope that this idea that you know it's important to be on their charts just kind of crumbles away because it's it's not it's not a a healthy way to determine like your success because it's completely hinged uh upon billboard and their opaque practices of choosing who gets on there and how it goes now yes they feign transparency by talking about nielsen ratings and all of this bullshit but we all know they aren't beholden to any of that there's no law that says that they have to follow those things so they might tell you and there's no law that says that they can't lie to you about it so they can tell you whatever the fuck they want and they can do whatever the fuck they want so i'm pretty sure everybody a, understands that i don't know well I think that most most sensible people do, but there's not there's a lot of not sensible people on the internet, and <laughs> that that voice is is now, her. Are you talking about the people who are manipulating the Nielsen ratings and the Billboard ratings to their advantage? Are you talking about those people? No, I'm talking about the people who make arguments about how successful an artist is based uh, on those you're over metrics. Argue, oh, I got you. Never mind. <laughs> and, and that's not and 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 while I don't typically engage in those those uh, metrics, the artists themselves te- tend to value it because they have to. There can't be a complete disconnect between what the artist values and what this and what the fan values. There can't be a total disconnect. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. good to produce your art based on your artistic acumen. Um, but at the same time, you have to connect to your fans somehow. And usually that's in where your mutual interests lie. And so if the fans value that metric, it's in a feedback loop with the artist. But as it stands right now. I don't, right I don't now, see a lot of true fans ever talk about no billboard ratings, man. I've only heard that in discussions. No, 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 no not true fans. To, no, I agree. I've only ever heard that in relation to discussions of money. Yeah, me. yeah, and that's and, and that's important to the artist because you want your artist to get money because that represents, you know, kind of like a collective support behind their their music. And right, for them right. to co- continue to make music, they have to get that money. If they don't get that money, the likelihood of them com- continuing to make music that you like is lessened. Facts. It might not be zero because some artists don't need money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Childish Gambino gets to make regardless. music whenever and however he wants, no matter mm-hmm. what, because he doesn't need the money. And so I'm not talking about those kind of artists, but I'm talking about artists like, okay. And, and, and speaking of which, like Lana Del Rey, who okay. made her controversial comments, um, mainly it seems like to drum up interest in her upcoming album. Right. But she made comments about like, people who make these kind of commercial successes and why they make those kind of commercial successes. So it matters to artists. And that's the only Uh, reason why I bring it up. The thing is, I think when artists say shit like that, it could be that they're just vain, but it could also be that they're directly doing that to influence their sales. (laughs) Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, um, I don't know. I think that they do engage with that substantively to some degree. Certain. Some of them do. Absolutely. Vanity is a thing. Mm-hmm. And most and a lot and, and not, not for most, nothing. A lot of celebrities are broken in that way. And and not for nothing. You know, people com- compete in these in these environments, and the 
You know what I mean? Like, we can't just say that everyone's success is esoteric and based solely on their... Ins- like, that's not... That's not human. You know what I mean? I don't know. I we we need to get some kind of external validation from from our environment of our success. You know what I mean? Like I know that it's not it's not sensible to look to those things in particular, but if those are the socially accepted ones, then I think we should at least try to engage with them genuinely and say, "Hey, okay, if that is going to be a metric, then we should probably try to hold it to some standard." Now, that's where I think that the Billboard um charts have fundamentally been corrupted is that there's no standard for what they you know in their part of the feedback loop give back as success the billboard charts no no no, not just the and it goes for the grammys (laughs) you know what i mean it goes for it goes for a lot of these these awards these quote-unquote awards and it even causes cross genre into things like the oscars you know what i mean like i know we're not supposed to value them because they're white institutions but they're in the absence of any other metric for people to to have public success, we, you know, we can't fault them for using that one. Now, we should probably create other metrics for success outside of, you know, billboards, chartings or oh, definitely or streams so they or just things don't like get that. as much promotion as the other ones, as the mainstream ones. Well, there's um, definitely like independent awards and things. Oh, and for sure. For sure. Oh, um, yes. And I don't doubt that. Um. But yeah, I guess then my main gripe is we need to start to promote those more because these bill, you know, the billboards uh, whole issue of their credibility crumbling away leaves uh, leaves an opening for that, a void in the space for those kind of um, accolades to be validated for people. But yeah, Um, do you want to talk about what Lana Del Rey said? What did Lana Del Rey say? Um... Well, she went off on a on a relatively long tirade that I will paraphrase right now. <laughs> um, mainly that she makes music about submissive white women. Okay. And it sometimes might be morally ambiguous, which is which in my opinion, I could that's fine. You you're allowed to be morally ambiguous in your in your music if if that's what it is. Um, but she says that she believes that most of the critiques of her music are based solely on that identity rather than the quality of the music itself. Hmm. And now here's where she loses people is that she then goes on to say other women make morally questionable music, but still make (laughs) mainstream popular success. And she then goes on to name a bunch of minority women, black and Hispanic women. That's pretty funny. Now, this is my thing. She's being dragged as racist. <laughs> but in my opinion, not sometimes people aren't shooting at you because they don't like you. Sometimes people might be shooting at you because you're the one on top. And right. I think that she might have pulled all those names out because those are the genuinely most talented people in the field. And it just so happens that they're all minority women because we all know that minorities run the entertainment like all entertaining things stem from minority actors and performers right right and so people are dragging her that she's racist because everyone she she named was was uh a a minority but i don't know if she was stigmatizing minority women or if she was just genuinely saying like look at all the best 
entertainers and all of the most lauded mainstream entertainers look look at their success and they just and i think they just all happen to be black and hispanic women because black and hispanic women are yeah, the best entertainers yeah, out sure. there i i feel like that's just my opinion reading i, don't I know. just read up on it just now and after reading it it looks like they're taking that shit highly out of context that's what i thought because she called out doja cat ariana grande Car- camilla cabello who i have no idea who that is cardi b kalani Nicki minaj and beyonce nigga Who's bigger than Beyonce? That's what I'm saying. Like she just called out the top Who's women in the industry. It just so happens that there aren't any hot Who's white hot women right now. There's no be. white women at the top of that industry oh right now. Oh my god! But now this is now this is where I kind of understand because Caroline, of course, like all times, brings perspective to the things that I'm saying. And she's like, but none of those women make the same type of music as Lana Del Rey. True, I have no idea what kind. So of So there was no Lana reason for her to call out their those women in their mainstream pop genre. The reason why people critique your music or your music doesn't get streams the way, and and I had no idea because I don't listen to Lana Del Rey, and Carolina broke it down for me hard. She's like, no, "No, Lana Del Rey doesn't do well because the type of music she makes. She makes mood music for moods that people don't want to be in. Right. And so she makes very sad music, music. and nobody in a quarantine wants to listen to sad music, so your streaming numbers are down. (laughs) So that's your bad. And I was like, damn. But yeah, thank you, Carolina, for giving me some some perspective, because I didn't understand what was happening. I'm pretty sure I worked one of her show, and that was the idea that I got, that it was sort of like like mopey, like, kind of like um, uh, Eyes of the Angel, that lady who Sarah McLaughlin with mm-hmm. the song about the dogs. Also, by the way, just to let you know, she's over here talking big shit like she's the one who started that genre. But I don't know anyone who does a better Fiona Apple. <laughs> That's true. my bitch right yeah, there, exactly. yo. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she would hate yeah. that reference. But that yeah, I find absolutely. Fiona Apple to be an amazing artist. I love her music. But she's the one who started that mopey white woman shit. You know what I mean? Talking about abusive relationships and fragile emotional states and all that. Nobody does it better than her. That's interesting. She's stuck in the middle. Like, on the one hand, you're right. Ain't nobody bigger than other than black ladies. But on the other hand, they they don't make the kind of music music you you do. So you shouldn't make that that comparison. What kind of analogy is that? Where does that come from? So that was interesting. It's interesting, Lana. I don't know, man. My but she was getting dragged. Like, and yeah, I was like, I was trying to defend her. But then Carolina was like, mouth, nah, man. I don't defend that girl. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like she jumped into the deep end of the pool for no reason. Yeah. It, uh, is that an unforced error? <laughs> a lot of people do that. Maybe they're trying to like uh, do a negative Streisand effect. You know what I mean? Maybe like my music ain't yeah. right now. So mm-hmm. let me jump, may say some And then that was shit. also something that we came to the conclusion. That, oh, then, this is a rollout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me say some salacious shit. So my fans will come on Instagram and or come on Twitter and defend me and ergo watch, listen to my music afterwards. Yeah. I wonder if I 50's rolling anything out with his beef. <laughs> the Australian so artists. yeah, uh, I'll just I'll preface this with saying that I, evidently 50's been well. No, th- this is there's no interaction here. There's an Australian artist who has been in you know enjoying making murals of 50 um, mashed up with images of other people. Now, in particular, <laughs> he has chosen a few of 50's enemies to do this with, such as That's Six Nine, silly. Oprah. Um, this one and he was like doing Mike one Pence, but I'm not, Mike Pence um <laughs> Kim Jong Donald Jung, Trump Donald Trump so he, he Mao so Taylor Swift and so there's a few of them that that seem like most actually most of them seem to be pulling people particularly that he might not be too happy about being associated <laughs> with and so evidently 50 is hasn't commented too many times on it but at one point 50 was like all right this nigga's doing too much somebody gonna have to bust your ass if you don't stop and so 
I guess 50 has some Australian fans who took it amongst themselves to let him know that he shouldn't be doing that. And in his obstinance, they busted his ass. Now, that's not funny at all. That's fucked up. Now, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. Because, yes, 50 is a public figure. And I understand that his likeness is out in the open. But he is still a person. And so is there any line that that, sh- that shouldn't be crossed? Like, it'd be one thing if he was just choosing random people. But these are people who fi- who 50 has, uh, I don't know, communications with or beef with in public. And so at what point is it becoming like, yo, dude, enough? Well, you know, I believe that is somewhat harassing for this to now be all over the feed and everything. You know what I mean? I guess he could block him. But at some point, it's going to become... All right, now you're using my likeness for your benefit. Where is there a line there? Do, does he deserve any kind of of does he res, deserve any kind of privacy or respect in that res, in that regard? I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're making um, money off of your image, then you can't control how people are going to use that image. Now, if the artist is spamming the pictures to 50 Cent directly and like harassing him with it, then mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, that's fucked up. But you but can't control how people just, use your image if your image is a brand. Um, Only if they're using it to make money. You can't prevent people from making a parody of your image. That's not... But he, Your parody is mm-hmm. legally protected. So making a parody of his mm-hmm. face using those other people thing is legally but okay to do But there's monetary value behind then using that parody to market yourself. Right. That's a completely different thing. That's, but that's, but that's then, what he's doing. Well, that, if he's doing Lush that, then, he should, is, then, yeah. then, then 50 Cent would go after him in legal court. Mm, I and, think that he's having issues money. because of the international situation. Because it might not be illegal way. in Australia what he's doing. Either way, then that's then unfortunately, and, then, and so you know what I mean, I agree. If there's no legal recourse, there's no legal recourse. There. But it, it, do the goons are the goons wrong? Absolutely. Are the, the goons are wrong? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. What the fuck does that? Have? How how does that affect the goons in any way, shape? Oh, or it form? doesn't. Not at all. You feel me? But they're the goon squad. They're not known for being intelligent. They're not goon squad because they're smart. That's exactly why they're wrong. That's exactly why they're wrong. One hundred and fifty percent. They're just going. It's the same. It's the remember what you were saying earlier about. But it's not um, like they. It's not they looked for Lushooks for no reason. It's not like they just saw him on the street. Like we don't like Bunty and Bigger, and Mm -hmm. you prefer a clash instead of a battle. The reason Mm -hmm. why they why you prefer a clash instead of a battle is because their fans are the ones that take it too far. Okay. They are always just words with them. Bunty and Beanie never ever put hands on each other. No, nah, well, Bounty has roughed up people. You're right, not on Beanie. You feel me? The, when 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 artists are warring on stage, but see, it's hard for it's hard for their fans thing. to know the difference because they only interface with what they're saying on TV. That's what they're still wrong though. You feel me? You got to know the difference, bro. You, you got to know the difference. You can't hurt people for a mural on the wall. No, that's no, unfair. No. That's a hundred percent unfair. No, but then that's Especially that's very that's dismissive to say that you. there's it's, no, but that's just as dismissive and to say that oh no, the, the that there was nothing that led up to that. And I'm not and I'm not validating. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because in a court of law, that's what their lawyer is going to say is like no, they didn't they didn't seek this man out for no reason. There was there was discourse that led to this, and so and there even who, still, who you dole though, out responsibility the man is for still legally protected because mm-hmm. he did not. Uh, you can't respond to a drawing with physical violence. You're still wrong, even if you're upset about it. Oh, for sure, it, no, 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 no. I, I never, I never refuted that. But what, 
what do you do as somebody who's a comedian? Do you just keep pushing buttons until you get beat up? Like that's the thing is, is uh, I mean, that's I like that's like then why 50, can't white people 50, go say the n word? Well, because you're gonna get punched in the face. Has the money <laughs> to drag this guy in legal court. He absolutely mm. has the money to ruin his life and leave court until he stops. I know, but my point is, is, is where does pe- where do people have to take responsibility for what they're doing? I'm not saying that everyone. I'm not saying that they're right for beating him up, but if you're poking fun at somebody who is not smart and who has goons, then you're you might get beat up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a but thing. That's just you know that's that's. <laughs> do, do you bear any responsibility for your actions? Yes, because in the sense that. In the sense that you pursue you you single mindedly pursue something that you knew was a bad idea. That's all. That, that, that was my only. If you single minded pursue, but that doesn't mm-hmm. really matter though. I, I don't, everybody's and, and, I'm not, been, and, and I don't want to victim blame him. Been yeah. like like innocuously obstinate. Everybody has done true, that. True. True. You feel me? Yeah. Like there's no this dude shouldn't. Mm-hmm. This nigga has hospital bills because then he got hurt feelings. Get the fuck out of my life with that stupid ass shit. Listen. All I, I just wanted to play devil's advocate and see on the other side because I, I unfortunately don't think he's going to stop. <laughs> and he should. So he it's going to be interesting it. to see to see if it. if there's the going to be a legal recourse. The best artist can never be stopped by. And you could also just paint over the mural. You could also just paint over the mural. You don't have to beat him up. Um, honestly, like you could just because the murals I don't believe are commissioned, and I don't believe that i'm not sure if they're on private property so this i don't know you know what i mean like i don't know what the the recourse for for defacing one of those murals is but there's definitely other avenues to deal with this yeah but yeah no i just it's like oh man niggas get roughed up off of some silly shit man but he probably yeah he probably accepted that going in though most I'm, likely. yeah like i'm pretty sure he had to know right yeah for sure for sure for sure I mean, most people who kick a hornet's nest know it's a hornet's nest. <laughs> Even when their stuck foot is stuck inside of it. Oh, man. But yeah, dude, some really promising information for podcasters. Joe Rogan just signed for a, a over $100 million deal to, to exclusivity with Spotify for his audio and video. So go. it looks like they not only purchased the, the, well, the licensing. So does that mean that we don't see it on YouTube anymore? You will not be able to see it on YouTube anymore. It'll be exclusively on. That's what I'm saying. That is a big. My man. I think, and 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 the crazy part is, is that he is Joe Rogan gets 190 million downloads. Do they get the backlog, or is it future I, it's recordings? Le- it's licensing. So yeah, no, no, it's licensing. Yo, that's a good so they're deal. they're gonna pull the YouTube channel. I assume. No, no, no. Deal. I think that the clips can go on YouTube, but whole episodes will only be available that's on a Spotify. Better deal. Holy shit. That's yeah. Really so good. he's getting it all, bro. Because I don't, I don't. I think that's really good. From what I understand, most people who listen to the whole episodes download it. They don't go to YouTube for the whole episode. Typically, they still get a fuck ton of views, but in terms of the ratio ratio of consumption. I can believe that because your average mm-hmm. person does not use ad block. And imagine Ooh. how annoying watching an entire oh my gosh. episode of Joe Rogan would be. Three hours YouTube a lot of times. Throwing ads in your shit at random intervals. Like, I don't even know what that is, but I've seen other people watch YouTube. Mm-mm. And the ads jump in at random times, and that shit infuriates me. Yeah, it's terrible. So, yeah, good for you, Joe. That's that's my nigga. But I love that because it kind of sets the it, it sets the, the, the temperature for the for the whole market, man. That makes me very hopeful, man. We got to blow this shit up because <laughs> even if I could, so, I, so. I could be 1% as entertaining as Joe Rogan, I think. 1%, my nigga. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to be one percent as entertaining as that nigga. The yo. science is, and the science of the math is on your side. That's what I'm saying, man. Let's do this. Take it over. But yeah, <laughs> nah. But it's interesting because that's gonna like because right now, from what I understand, one of the main platforms that I know is monetizing um, podcasts heavily is Barstool. But Hell's from what it, it, it's, I guess it's like podcasts that are of the topics and uh themes that relate to like sports and uh, entertainment like that i uh, gotcha that makes and so they've sense. been killing it i mean they've that been making big money sense. deals yes big money deals yes and so yeah dude i'm hoping that you know there's a platform like that available for something like this because i think that we're doing something quality for sure sure but yeah man there's money out there we're trying to we're trying to get on that but that's what i'm saying like that's where the money in the i think in podcast really is is in is in the the syndication more so than the subscriptions absolutely um but that's if you can get syndicated from what i understand it's really hard to do especially with something that's in Related to anything to do with politics. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. But yeah, I guess, you know what? Fuck that. Let's move into some politics topics. Why don't we? <laughs> That's the best segue. Yep. Um, so what's been going on there? Of course, more uh, corporate tax cuts in this round of of stimulus packages for the COVID-19. I mean, that's why they were passed. The you know what the place. funny part is, is that they're passing in the stimulus bill more corporate tax cuts for companies that don't pay fucking taxes in the that's first place why that's what i don't understand I, I don't understand like the farce is there man i get it you guys don't want them to pay taxes i understand but why do they keep cutting their taxes you know what i mean like they're making it so that if at any point they ever did choose to repatriate it they wouldn't they still would pay zero taxes and we it's still would all be they fucked. can't help but beat the dead horse oh man I, at this point, I think they're having sex with a dead horse. Yeah, it's an inclination they cannot suppress. It's, ugh. Bro, so uh, <laughs> Australia wanted to head a investigation into the origins of the COVID-19 virus in China. Mm-hmm. So China then donates $2 billion to the WHO and then goes to the WHO and says, if you guys don't kill the investigation, we're going to pull the $2 million. That's some gangster <laughs> shit. That's some gangster shit, but bro. It, that's not really gangster shit because if you pull it, I didn't have it anyway, asshole. But that's the thing is that they're dangling it. They got the carrot. Like if y'all Whatever, niggas don't man. investigate that's it, we'll put two billion on it. Is weak. Yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? The two billion is fucking trash. That ain't nothing in the terms of world fucking health. Two billion? Fuck that, dude. That ain't doing shit. And in China. Also, if I haven't spent it yet, it don't mean shit. Bro, and China is just sitting there fucking playing. And that's and that's why, honestly, while I understand the necessity of an organization that doesn't uh, have to adhere to borders to to help monitor world health, I understand the necessity of that, especially in the world of COVID-19. But the organization is fundamentally flawed and has been ineffectual from the get. So yeah, pull the fuck out of that shit, yo. It's not, it's not a useful organization to be a part of right now. Like if we're gonna build a world health organization, it's gotta be fucking effective. And so now it's compromised. It, 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 you know, and yeah, it's. I think it might be worse to pull out of it and then leave it to China and Russia. But it's. I don't know if it's better to stay in it and keep putting taxpayer dollars towards it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it it seems like a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation when it comes to this participation in these world organizations. But now, nah, if you actually had people who worth a shit, then it would be worth it to stay in it because they would actually do something to make a positive change. However, mm. feel me, ain't nobody in this current administration is working to make a positive change. 
True story. As applied to overall peoples. So, you know, that's a dead on arrival. And that's the thing is that has there, like, would Obama have done better as a member of the World Health Organization? Because he was soft on China. We know Biden's soft on China. Like, unfortunately, the corruption isn't just from us. Like, our corruption is one thing. But China is also manipulating the organization, and so is Russia. And it's like, you know, could there ever be a good actor on our side that could counteract that? I don't know. Especially with... There could be. They're just people just keep quitting long before they ever start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I haven't seen anyone even take the first steps. Exactly. No one, no one has even initiated. You know, (laughs) like okay, let's clean up. Let's clean up some of our own behavior in this in this uh, this organization, so that we can then hold other countries to account. So this organization can be, you know, actually effective in its its world goal. You know, like the. And, and and that's bipartisan on our part. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. They're all failing at doing that. Obama was just as bad as Bush at, at, at directing it. And so you're going to have liberals who are like, oh, but we were in the Paris Accord and we were in the, the Kyoto Accord. And it was Trump who pulled us out of all of those things. Those kind of, none of those things had anything to do with our current world health issue. Those were all like environmental issues which still did very little to actually impact the overall behavior of the main contributors such as china russia brazil and so you know it really it's very disingenuous uh, on both sides of this like we need somebody who's a genuine beneficial actor in power and i thought that bernie sanders could have been that person but there's nobody who exists at the upper echelon of power at right now that that can fill that role uh, responsibly. Definitely not Joe Biden. I definitely don't think that Joe Biden's up for that cause, man. And it's not it's not a slight to Joe Biden, man. It's like he's way past his, his prime, you know. And it's an unfortunate thing, but I just don't th- think that he has the acumen to go and influence things on a world scale that would fix any of this shit. But yeah. More malfeasance in global politics. Um, dang, they found out that the um, the guy who shot up Pensacola last year was a Saudi ter- like Saudi backed terrorist, and he was he was radicalizing people here. Like, I don't know how true that is, but it sound that that's right in Saudi's wheelhouse. <laughs> Saudi Arabia has been the leading exporter of Wahhabi militant Islam for decades and decades and decades. You know what I mean? And to think that they're in America. And the, the reason why I tend to believe that is because most administrations are positively disposed to Saudi Arabia, no matter how brutal and authoritarian their, their monarchy is. And so for them to openly say that this terrorist who killed Americans was Saudi-backed, that is a, that is a, a really, really heavy allegation to levy against them. So I was I was very shocked I mean, to see that. They didn't even blame Khashoggi on the Saudis. Well, he took responsibility. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Mohammed bin Salman, he took responsibility <laughs> for it. Come on. And you know what was funny is that there was like a, it was a funny exchange between between Putin and, and, and Mohammed bin Salman where they were joking about killing journalists. Yeah, I remember that. And I was like, wow. I remember. 
remember that. That shit was crazy. But yeah, it is amazing how bold faced their 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 terrible, terrible like behavior is in terms of the Saudis. Hey man, the growing number of countries are becoming dictatorships, haven't you heard? Oh well, well Saudi been a been under totalitarian yeah, I'm monarchy. Not talking about them. Oh, like you, if you look up the stats, like if it's been like oh, a oh. group of um the group of countries in that region, like around, I don't remember what's Middle East. Because it's been a while since I've read the article, but yeah. Well, a while Nothing. being like about three weeks. But yeah, apparently like dictatorships is on the rise. Oh, for sure, sure. <laughs> well, before they used That's to, the they used hotness. to hide. So before the dictatorships used to hide behind the name democratic so usually you see places like the democratic republic of the congo and there's nothing democratic or republic about the congo it's just a it's a brutal military junta that's been oppressing the people usually what that's what happens you know what i mean but now with trump in power they've just been empowered to be like nah we don't give a fuck we run this shit under whatever the fuck we want to call ourselves how about that mm-hmm. but yeah i mean and i don't know man that's also something that 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 liberals use to set Biden apart from Trump. And I'm it's politics, so I'm always going to have to refer it back to that. Um is that at least in a in a in a uh uh foreign policy setting, he wouldn't be so uh open to to dictatorships and stuff like that. And and to that I say bar, by the way. Yeah, and to that I say yeah, he might not be, but look who his he would put someone like Pompeo in power. He would absolutely let someone like Pompeo run the foreign policy and you just get more of what we're doing now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe Joe Biden might not do that. But do you not see the cabinet choices that this motherfucker has been putting forth? <laughs> like the cabinet is going to be trash. Cabinet's Epic trash. What's that? It's already been pre-decided. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like, no... You're not going to get me to vote for Biden by saying that he's better than Trump because at least he wouldn't support dictators and stuff like that. Because it's that's not that ultimately will not even be decided on by him, especially since he's doing weird shit like talking about like the Pete Buttigieg's are the future of the party and and he's vetting Klobuchar to be fucking VP. Like the, the guy is just not really on it. He's not on it. And. I don't know how much I trust Klobuchar in the VP or God forbid she ever had to ascend to the presidency because something happened to Biden. I, I just don't trust any of that on that, any of them on those things. I really don't. And so, yeah, I just I'm not convinced if there were more people situated around him that I can trust with foreign policy. I would I would say differently. And in the future, if he does staff his cabinet with people who are better on foreign policy. I'll bite my tongue and 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 commit the mea culpa. I I can admit when I'm wrong, but you're gonna have to show me first. You're gonna because even even Obama put Larry Summers and Timmy Timothy Geithner on his fucking on 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 some of his financial boards and all of this stuff, and he put them in places of power after they architected the fucking financial cri- uh, crisis. So I don't have any faith that they're actually gonna put the people in power to back up the things that they say that Biden are better on is better on. But yeah, with that being said, let's move on to some other um, social topics. We'll get away from politics, even though this is just as depressing. Um, uh, so they were running job numbers and pretty much since the uh, shelter in place orders uh, have been set and the massive layoffs uh, caused this crescendo in unemployment, 
We've literally lost all of the job gains made since the Great Recession. We've lost all the jobs. It's impressive. So I'm interested. Like it, this, this is. If you just analyze it from a critical eye, this is what a massive economic shift looks like. And people, yes, there's a lot of pain that goes on in this, but they're going to reform this economy and jobs are going to eventually come back. And I'm scared that these jobs that come back are going to be the most demeaning, menial, terrible drudgerous jobs that you will ever experience and that sucks because jobs were already getting to that place like they were getting bad like the like the average service the average service job that was employing 73 percent of the american economy was getting unbearable was getting unlivable and that's probably what helped set the stage for the massive opioid epidemic the massive epidemic of suicides all of these things these deaths of despair because people hated their jobs it's a, probably a significant con- contributor to to, to why postal is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's a phenomenon. You know, we we tie so deeply our sense of self and value to the work that we do that when the companies that provide us work menialize that work to mean absolutely nothing, you can't help but internalize that you mean absolutely nothing because you can't get out of that circumstance based on the fact that they are suppressing your wages. It's a very fucked up psychological thing that companies do to people by not paying them um, uh, fairly. And, it, and, and, and it's the highest order of gaslighting that they, A, claim that they can't pay you, and B, claim that they are uh, compensating you to the best of their ability. That shit is messed up. And I'm hoping that in the reforming of this, this and that's why Bernie Sanders was so important right now. That's why he was utterly important. And for him to drop out after this, this this pandemic hit was even more hurtful because we needed someone like him to help us reform this economy. We are in a reconstruction era level time. If you're not familiar with reconstruction, it's a time in American history after the Civil War where the country is being rebuilt. We are back to that level of social change, economic change. And we need to meet that moment. And the people who are put in front of us are not there to meet that moment and that's why i i was i'm so devastated by the loss of bernie sanders as a candidate because he represented that singular hope and of course it's not because bernie sanders was who he was it was because of the ideology that he was bringing to the table that's why he can leave the race and i won't just go vote for biden because it was more than just bernie I need someone who represents those values because I understand that unless we enter into this time with those values at the helm, we're fucked big time. But yeah, so and I and I and I refer to this as a social topic because there's going to be a huge amount of social upheaval that comes with this. And that's why it's so important for people to find productive things to do in this time, because those are the things that are going to carry you through this reconstruction period that we're about to go into. But yeah, um, what else? I'll end on this last depressing topic <laughs> because I know that, you know, we got through all of the fun ones. And so I don't want to bring down the, the tone too much. But uh, unfortunately, there was a, a really bad amount of flooding in Michigan recently. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, Michigan be having it rough. Bro. But this is the worst Can't part about it. The dams that were holding back the water 
were built there to keep the nuclear plant safe. That's not good. And so unfortunately, what's being very, very sparsely reported is the amount of of toxic chemicals that are being mixed in with the runoff and then carried into the rest of the land. It's really not good. It's really bad. Yo, I'm going to need you all to fix that dam, bro. There's a lot of nuclear waste and chemical leakage commingling in with the contaminated water, thereby making the flooding not only destroy property, but now make those areas probably unlivable for a significant amount of time. Because where do you think that water is going to go? It's going to recede into the water table. That's now in your soil. You know what I mean? And I really hope that this is not as bad as it sounds. But as somebody who studied ecology and as a biologist, let me tell you, it's Flint. Let me tell you, Michigan right now is in such dire straits. The people of Michigan are being slowly poisoned to death. And I really, really hope that whoever next administration is pays some attention to this. Well, I know it's not going to get paid attention to if Donald Trump gets reelected, but I don't know if Biden's even got it on his radar. You know what I mean? Like, I can't feel confident that he has it on his radar. And so, yeah, that 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 one I, I wanted to bring to people's attention because that's that's a story to keep watching. Because you never want you never you never want to be caught in that kind of situation. You want to be able to see these kind of things coming. And I don't even know um, what like I don't know if they were having just like unseasonably high rain or if they were um, if they had a lot of like um runoff from the snow melt because they're changing season but they're getting hit hard and they still haven't had clean water since the 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 lead crisis decades and decades and decades and flint at least and i'm sure that there's other cities man i didn't realize like and that's part of the scary part about what we're learning about these these countries in the middle of america is that they're crumbling these i mean these countries these states in the middle of america these states in the middle of America are crumbling. You know what I mean? Infrastructure wise, just they have no one at the helm it's actually like running a metaphor. shit. Yeah, and 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 a house divided can't stand. And if all of these states in the middle start falling, you can't. You're just gonna have like the East Coast, the West Coast, and the desolate center of America. I don't know if that's a functioning country, man. I, I think that that something needs to be done big time for that. But yeah, we'll just wrap on that. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully next week we'll have better news. We will have something fun to go along with the Bounty and Beanie wrap up. But yeah, hey. <laughs> looking forward to that big, big time. But uh, I appreciate you guys for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on uh, Twitter at Home Heron. Catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And I leave you with these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Peace. Take it easy.